It's our one year anniversary. We talk about the latest abortion bans, and then we also look back on the past year and forward into the future. All this and sex toys on the Letscape. This is Wendy Sheridan, and you are listening to The Leftscape, The Shape of Progressive Conversation. Hi, I'm Mary McGinley. Hi, I'm Robin Renee. And today is May 29th. It is almost Pride Month, so I want to welcome everybody to Pride in June. Uh, it's going to be, there's a lot, lot going on actually near us uh, for sure. Um, in New Jersey, Pride is going to be on Sunday, June 2nd. So if you feel like marching or going to the um, all the events and booths and whatnot in Asbury Park, that's happening. And, uh, and Philly Pride is June 9th, and I'm going to be there for sure. It's going to be a fun time. Um, also, it's kind of a really exciting thing. Uh, World Pride in New York City is happening all month long. I believe they're the parade, though the march and parade is the fourth Sunday of June or the last Sunday in June. I will check that date for sure. Um, but all month long, there's going to be all kinds of events happening uh, for to celebrate the 50th, 50th anniversary of the Stonewall riots, which is amazing. I don't know if you say celebrate, you say commemorate, but there's commemorate. also obviously a lot of celebration at this event too. So it's going to be yeah, a lot and of it's fun. more of a commemoration because right now it's like. We're fighting again. We are. So absolutely. <laughs> so, you know, a pride is always a mix of celebrating oneself and one's, you know, freedom and sexuality and all those things. And also remembering all the people who have died, you know, and people who are always, uh, always struggling for equality uh, still. And sometimes it feels like you're going backwards. Sometimes there's great strides ahead. So it's a big mix of all of that, all those emotions. Yes, progress is not linear. And that's like this mantra I have to keep repeating to myself to keep my sanity. So. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Hey, there's so, some birthdays. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, there's other things. Oh, no, no. there's birthdays. Yes. Uh, <laughs> today's the 29th of May, and that is commemorating uh, John Fitzgerald Kennedy's birthday. And also Bob Hope. Um, they're both hopefully resting in peace, although I don't know if JFK would be resting in peace. He might be rolling over in his grave. Oh, uh, <laughs> um, I want Bob Kennedy to come and hit people on the head. Yeah, <laughs> and Bob Hope to help him. <laughs> and on the 30th is CeeLo Green's birthday. And Mel Blank. Oh, boy, Mel Blank. He's yeah. my hero, one of my yeah. for sure. Yeah, yeah. great voice actor. Uh-huh. He he kind of, I think he was like the standard setter for everyone 
following after him. If you don't know who he is, he was the voice. He's Bugs Bunny. Of Bugs Bunny, all of the Warner Brothers characters, mm-hmm. Porky Pig, Bugs Bunny, Daffy Duck. Yeah. Uh, yeah, pretty much everybody. Uh, Foghorn, Leghorn. <laughs> I remember when he, he passed in 1989, and I remember when that happened, there was a, an illustration of all the characters, and underneath it just said, we're speechless. Oh, it's like, oh. <laughs> you know. <laughs> And anyway, then moving on the week uh, in June, we're moving into June now. June 1st is Morgan Freeman's birthday, another good voice actor. Yeah. And uh, on June 3rd is Rafael Nadal Nadal birthday. Great tennis player. Tennis player. Okay. I'm not, I don't follow tennis, but... I'll take your word for it. Yes. <laughs> June 6th is Steve Vai's birthday. He's one of my favorites, favorite guitar players. Mm-hmm. That's why I've seen him a few times. Yep. I made and, sure to uh, put him on there for you. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. I was, I thank you. <laughs> um, he played, he learned, he kind of learned at, um, oh my God. Why can't Zappa? I remember Yes, thank you. I've, <laughs> I have it in my head, like like his picture from the Mothers of Invention, which was floating around for Happy Mother's Day recently. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, and you hear it, you hear the Zappa influence, especially in his earlier albums. Um, I like listening. He's one of my he's one of my go to workout music people <laughs> at the moment. So. Mm-hmm. Happy birthday, everybody! I'm so proud of you that you have go to workout music. <laughs> yeah, well, it depends on what mood I'm in. Sometimes it's like a lot of really angry protest stuff, and sometimes it's just energetic because I can't I can't deal with the music they pipe in at the gym. It's like, eh. uh, yeah, uh, that's funny. I uh, well, workout music that might be a topic. That might be a <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that might be another topic. <laughs> sure, yes. I think it, I, have I, think thought, it? I have very different workout music. Yeah, I think I do too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So what's happening in the world? Oh, uh, what's not happening in the world? Well, let's talk about something positive first before, <laughs> yeah. before we get all our blood boiling. <laughs> it's, that's going to happen in a few minutes anyway. Um, that company that that uh, was at the CES, the Consumer Electronics Show earlier this year, who was going to win an award that like suddenly got rescinded because it was a sex toy for women, or not, not necessarily just for women, but it's for people with vaginas, so, or with that kind of an anatomy. Um, and they had they had got this award and then they get to CES and they say, oh, no, 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 we're rescinding that award because blah, blah, blah. And, and there Did was a big out. Good excuse. They, they didn't give it. They, they gave them some obscure, some, uh, the excuse was, you know, it wasn't within their standards or something. Yeah. Like yeah. There was like, uh, but, uh, but yet uh, after there was an outcry pointing out that the, that they were featuring, that the exhibit was, was featuring like a sex doll and, and some virtual reality porn, they kind of realized that, okay, maybe we, we need to re, we need to look at this again. And they did, and they gave them the award and they apologizing profusely. And the company um, is working with the people 
like the PR people at CES to come up with a better, more inclusive uh, rules for how they give these awards out. And the product itself looks really, really interesting. It's this robot. It's a robotic um, dildo. Yeah, dildo, I guess. Mm-hmm. I was just going to say stimulate because it d- doesn't look like a dildo. It uh-huh. looks kind of because it stimulates both the clitoris and the vagina at the same time. And you can program how it moves or stimulates you because it's not a vibrator, apparently. Right. And, and it, it looks, looks like really, it has some very interesting G spot possibilities. Very intriguing. <laughs> very intriguing. And then later on, you read the article and you find out that. They're thinking when they bring this to market, they're looking at a price tag of around three hundred dollars, and I'm going, "Crap! I'm going to need to go fund me for sex toys." Yeah. <laughs> I want to, I want to set up that account. I think you know what? We, we need sex toys here at the Leftscape. This is very important part of life, you know. Yeah, um, yeah, we need to explore that. Yeah, yeah you can I, review I, them. Yeah, I totally would be willing to review this uh, and 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 get a GoFundMe for this sex toy and, and experiment with it for science. Well, <laughs> you may, we'll, let, we'll let them know that we're willing to do reviews if they'll uh, send us three. Oh, right, right to the company. Yeah, yeah. Send us a review version for us. Well, we want three of them. <laughs> That's oh, true. Man. I guess this is we're not, not going to share. share. <laughs> That's taking friendship too far. <laughs> You're reminding me of my college roommate who came in one evening and knocked on my door and asked if she could borrow my diaphragm and oh. had to explain to her that that's not a thing that you can share. Wow. Yeah. I, you know, I mean, sharing toys, you know, there's latex. You can, there are ways you can do that. Diaphragm, I don't. So. Yeah, well, there's the size problem. Well, yeah. There's the fitting. It's, it's not one side. Yeah, not right. one side yeah. at all. And also, no, no. just no. No. <laughs> no. It's like, no, that's you have to get your own. I'm sorry. Uh, that's funny. <laughs> it didn't feel funny when it was happening, but yeah, it's definitely a good story to tell <laughs> 40 years later. So. <laughs> Oh man! So speaking of uh, birth control and oh yes, the, now we now we get to the dark side of sex and yeah. the ridiculous men legislating women's body parts. Uh, so yeah, there are a lot of uh, states that are starting to really criminalize abortion. Back down to six weeks or until the woman knows she's pregnant. I mean, there's a lot of different, there are variations on this thing, but how many states are, have this now? Georgia, Alabama. Um, yeah, Georgia, Alabama, Arkansas, Kentucky, Utah have abortion bans that are enacted into law. No, Georgia not. Georgia has passed it. it okay, I'm looking, I am looking at, and I guess we'll post the link on our website. The Guttmacher Institute has a map of the country uh, that has um, the headline, 28 state legislatures introduced a variety of abortion bans in the first quarter of 2019. Um, and New Jersey is one of them, and I, and I did not know this, and I need to go look that up and go yell at my state politicians. Um, and 28 states is more than half 
And it's, uh, you know, just because I guess somebody's introducing a law doesn't mean it's going to get past the legislature. Yeah. But some of them are. uh, And I guess the most egregious has been Al uh, George's. Yeah. Um, Well, this has been their plan all along. What? To just over, they're thinking they're going to overthrow Roe. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And they're trying to um, make it instigate rile everybody up so that they'll make a case out of it and it'll go to the Supreme Court so that they Well, can. it's going to all a lot of these are going to get struck down in the lower federal courts. I, I know the ACLU that <laughs> they, they have their uh, I guess they have their work cut out for them for the, the next 50 years. Um, but it's I mean, the thing that the thing that Governor Ivy just signed into into law is disgusting <laughs> i mean it's and that was that was uh alabama right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. okay they don't even have this chart is not accurate because alabama is not even colored in it's grayed out maybe as, it's de- not as recent as it should be yeah maybe and i thought louisiana had some really horribly restrictive laws too but that's maybe they didn't introduce the law in the first quarter of 2019. yeah we'll have to find a, a more updated account because yeah. it's changing every day i mean that's the thing that's, oh, yeah i know i know and, and i think part of it is the overwhelm there's like so much going on and these these things you can hardly keep track of which state did what most recently you know yeah yeah i know mm-hmm. and it's like it's like i've been I've had this sort of like uh, this fantasy, like when I retire, if that's ever going to happen, um, that I that that my spouse and I will rent this really luxurious RV and travel all around the country and see things that we've been you know wanting to see. And it's like, well, I don't want to go to that state now and this no. state. So it's like, mm-hmm. okay, I'm going to be going to like two states. So <laughs> yeah, well, it'll make it easier to accomplish. Oh, I guess. But, you know, I mean, and it's the other thing is if the Georgia law, which is the one that criminalizes women for having an abortion or even possibly miscarrying uh, and also will they have a provision like if you go out of the state that makes you even worse or something or whatever, if a resident goes out of the state to have an abortion that they, they're still right. Subject to arrest when you come yeah. back. Basically. So I, you know, how, does how that, do they know that you do that though? I don't know. It's Are they I guess tracking it's, everybody's, is this big I, brother? They're tracking yeah, everybody. Well, I don't know how they're going to do cycle? that. I mean, I mean, the other thing that I've been reading, and this is a nice a, a note of, um, of, you know, a little silver lining on the cloud is is uh, there was a statement from several attorney generals in Georgia saying that they are not prosecuting. They're not going to prosecute any woman for having an abortion um, that didn't they didn't say they're not going to prosecute the doctors or didn't say, you know, these other things. But um, this one attorney general said she's not going to do it at all. And this other guy wasn't, he says he wasn't planning on it, but he was kind of backtracking a little bit because it's sort of, it got, that article got very legal, technical in the legal language. So it was kind of hard to follow. Um, But it kind of, they were implying that, that, that it's, the law is not written well 
and it leaves, I guess it leaves the prosecutors a lot of room to uh, decide to prosecute or not. And they're, and they're coming out and saying they're not going to prosecute all this one guy says, well, my, you know, I do, I did swear to uphold the laws of both Georgia and the United States. Mm. And, mm. and when they're in conflict, it's kind of hard to figure out which ones they're going to, you know, which ones they will do. But some of the attorney generals, attorneys general, yeah. Attorneys general <laughs> is correct, yes. Yes. yes, it's attorneys general. Some of the general. attorneys general in, in the counties or the cities are coming out saying they're not going to enforce this law or they're not going to prosecute people who have been picked up under this law. So that was kind of a good thing. I'm basically waiting for this all to get struck down, which will probably, you know, this will probably happen over the, the next few months over the summer, depending on how fast this stuff gets on the docket, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and, but in the meantime, it's just so infuriating. Uh, wasn't it's, there a thing though about a state that Pass the opposite? Yes. Mm. Kansas has it in their constitution. Yeah. yeah. It's not mm. just a law. It's in the Kansas state constitution, uh, the, a woman's right to, to their bodily autonomy and, and they're, um, they're allowed to make every decision about their, their, their bodies themselves. Mm. That's right. Yeah. Okay. I wish that'll happen with everybody else. And but, Ireland I mean, too. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, that's amazing. That's Which, that's really. Yeah, that it, is we have such a patchwork happening right now, like in the in our country, but also in the world. I think in terms of people, you know, progress, and then this really backpedaling back to you know the fifties or before, in a lot of places, and it's um, it's really it's really weird. It's I, I, it makes me angry, but it also makes me. I think I'm more fearful right now, and and when I when I feel fear, I can be. Um, I don't know. It's immobilizing, you know, so it's good to talk about it and to try to think about what we can do. You know, some of the things that I know are happening, which is really, I mean, it's just kind of unbelievable, but a lot of people are saying like, just if you get pregnant, tell no one if you're yeah. in one of those states, like literally that's the way people can be, you know, if they have the means. And again, this also, you know, has to do with your economic status and all of that. But if, if you want to go out of state or whatever, like you just, you can't tell can't anybody tell a single soul. because you that's know. how you get turned in. Right. You know, there's that. And, and a lot of people I know um, in some religious communities are starting to, you know, think about when they want to take people in as, for refuge that need help and, you know, um, so that they're not prosecuted for things and to help, and to help facilitate, you know, if, if a woman wants to make that choice, like where they can go, where they can be safe. And it's, um, it's yeah. really terrifying that it's come to that right now, you know, but yeah. it's also heartening that I know that some people are definitely thinking about how we can combat this in a way that, you know, saves people's wellness yes. overall you know and it's the other thing is because you're seeing these these posts on facebook a lot um you know offering space and things like that but the thing is these posts on facebook can be tracked by people who want to punish you for these things yeah so i mean if you're really going to provide 
if this does come to the point where people are going to have to be smuggled out of states to, to end pregnancies, that the people doing that work can't be public about it because mm-hmm. they're going to get, they're going to get, you know, in trouble and they're going to get stopped and, and it's going to be a new underground railroad type of thing. <sighs> it's going to be like fight club. You just don't talk about it. Yeah. You just have to, but I'm, I'm, I am confident that I, I, you know, if this stuff happens, it's going to, there people will, we have to take to the streets. It's, this is, it's getting to that point. Oh, I mean, yeah. actually we're beyond that point yeah. and I'm, I'm kicking, I'm kicking myself for not taking to the streets when, um, when McConnell refused to listen to, to even hear Merrick Garland for the Supreme court opening during the last quarter of the Obama administration. That was kind of just perplexing to me. And I, I kept thinking, how is this even legal or possible? Like I, you know, I think it's because it was, it, we expect the convention that somebody dies and then whoever's president, they, they nominate somebody and that's just how it goes. And then all of yeah. a sudden you realize, Oh, it's not, Someone could delay it or whatever. It's like it's, I never imagined that that would happen, but I think that's what's happening a lot with with Trump as, as well, that it's like everything that was just accepted, anything that's not legally written down in absolute stone is malleable to yeah. them. You know? <laughs> what we considered norms. Right. Um, right. That we, and, and we, we should assumed have... that people would follow norms. And in retrospect, that was the moment we should have taken to the streets. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, you know, because. Because so much changed on, hinged on that, you know. Yeah. So. I don't know. If we took to the streets, then what would have happened? Maybe we would have gotten Merrick Garland on the yeah, court. Yeah, but would Republicans have stopped doing what they were doing? Would Republicans actually. I don't know. Actually... I don't know. Listen to anybody on the street. They haven't I, so far. I think what I think what Wendy's saying, and I and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I mean, there's a critical mass. You know, I mean, things can happen in a country that enrage people so much that they're not just having a little picket and going home. You know, there's a point where it's not business as usual. You know, like actual disruption. Yeah, and, uh, and apparently it's three percent can make change. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? Three percent of the population have to rise up, and that's not a lot. I mean, it is, but it isn't. Mm-hmm. Three that—that's I read this statistic somewhere online that if three percent of the population actually rises up and takes to the street, then that's regime change. And that—that that seems very small. Three percent. I know. Wow. Well, I guess what I'm trying to say is don't kick yourself, Wendy, because uh, who would have expected that this would be the, we never expected this. I know. Yeah. I know we didn't expect this. I know that. And, and, and the, the people who are, who are taking advantage of this are taking advantage of the fact that we did not expect this. Because we've and, really moved into the world of a sci-fi movie. Uh, yeah. Yeah, people in Germany didn't expect this in the 30s either. Yeah. You know, I read Mouse. Yeah. Well, I I I recommend that to people if they really, Mouse is a a graphic novel um, 
written by Seidelman, I think is his last name. And it's about, it's about, it, well, it's about this guy's relationship with his father, who's a Holocaust survivor. And, and it goes into the whole, how these, this family kind of got through world war two in Germany. And, and, uh, it's kind of uh, you know it, it and it's it's done it's done in a style where where the Jews are mice and and the the Germans are cats for example um mm. it, it's art, it's comic you know it's a graphic novel um but it's really really uh really powerful and and it's enlightening it's disturbing it's all of those things you recognize a lot of the conversations that people are having now uh and you rec- recognize a lot of the parallels mm. I mean, just this morning, I read something in the New York Times saying that Trump is pardoning war criminals mm. in our army. And he will continue to do so or, or something like that. It, and it's uh, and then somebody did make make the comment isn't pardoning a war criminal a war crime. And I would like to think so. And I would also love to see this president up against the up you know on an international war crimes tribunal yeah i would love to see that mm-hmm. so well oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're all and all here. the upsetting oh. stuff another sad thing of people who passed away this week yes we had some losses we lost uh Doris Day and Tim Conway, which was uh, which was a bummer for me, and and I did not know. I just learned this that he was the voice of Barnacle Boy on SpongeBob SquarePants, which oh, I thought really? was super yeah. cool. I didn't know that either. Yeah, so that, <laughs> that was really neat. And of course, there was one not person, Grumpy Cat, passed away this yeah, week. Yeah, that's only seven. I was like, oh, that was yeah, that's kind of uh, young for a cat to go. Yeah, that was a bummer. I like Grumpy Cat. But Grumpy Cat, oh, I think, will bring grumpy, grumpy joy to many of us <laughs> in memes for, for a long time. So, yeah. But did, how about Doris Day, though? What was your favorite Doris Day movie? That's a question to ask you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. I just, I, I think that when I think of Doris Day, I always think of her it, with Rock Hudson and it all, she did all these movies where she was supposed to be having this romance with Rock Hudson. And I never bought it. I just never <laughs> bought it. And I didn't know why I was a kid. And I just, I said, I don't think they're really in love. I don't know. That was, well, you had some gaydar happening, I think. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think I did. Wow. Interesting. Well, um, you know, so that we've had some fun news and some really terrible news. And uh, I, I think maybe to have a new sandwich, I also want to mention uh, this headline, <laughs> yoga studio owners accused Dennis Rodman of stealing a 400-pound amethyst crystal. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they had it on video, didn't they? I How will... can he pick it up? I mean, if it's 400 pounds, did he just, like, get, like, a hand truck and like, try to wheel it out? So it was apparently... Uh, L.A. Times, um, someone told the L.A. Times, um, said 
He watched a man who he identified as Rodman and three others, a man, a woman, and an alleged former Vibes employee. That it was Vibes Hot Yoga is the name of the place. Uh, entered the studio. Then the foursome allegedly distracted an on-duty employee so they could steal the 400-pound amethyst crystal, which was for sale for $2,500 at the time, according how, to the LA Times. But, yeah, how were they picking up a 24th? Well, if there's three or people. If there's that many people. Yeah, that's what he had. He had a sale and said, that must have been out. a very easily distracting oh employee. Or something, yeah. <laughs> Uh, the on the on duty employee said the group told her the ginormous geode amethyst crystal belonged to one of them and they were there to take it back. They gave me false information, she said. I'm like, you think? <laughs> <laughs> so apparently, yeah, I don't know what to make of this. It's just kind of weird. I don't know. It's strange. So why it's, did Dennis Rodman want to up for money? I don't know. I guess I'd have to read further into this, it's which I haven't, but it's just. 25000 and if he's like a rich, famous person, isn't $2,500 what they pay for like shoes? You would yeah. think so. Yeah. I don't know. Is it the above the law? Like, hey, I'm oh, Dennis Rodman. Yeah. I can do whatever. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> it seems kind of like bad karma to me because to me it's like, I don't know. And I with this geode has a kind of a spiritual something for me, you know? So like stealing one, I don't know that that would be what I'd want to do. It would inspire them to bring it back. It from and putting it some, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I, it's I, just it silliness. No either. So I, <laughs> I, I'm having trouble even visualizing a 400 pound amethyst geode. So yeah. it's like, the ones, the ones I see are like, you can hold them in your hand. Yeah. And they weigh about I've so, seen some pretty amazing ones, but uh, well, in museums or something. Right. But, you know. uh, <laughs> so anyway, he denies the accusations, and uh, yeah, but I think I, he's I pretty think much. His denial video. was that uh, he said that they had asked that the store had asked him to move this for them, and that the store in to pay him for moving it was giving him merchandise. Yep. Okay. Well, happy anniversary, sure. everybody. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we've been on the air well, for anyway, a year. You got to laugh I'm because kind of a lot to cry about too right now. So. <laughs> Lovely listeners, we love you all, and we'd love to hear from you. So post your comments on our Facebook page and follow us on Twitter and Instagram. And please go to iTunes or wherever you go to get your podcasts and give us a five-star review. We really need those reviews, and that would help us out a lot. Thanks a lot. Hi, this is Robin Renee. I'm going to be at Elka Yoga and Wellness Center in San Diego on Sunday, June 2nd at 7 p.m. I'll be doing a kirtan there, which is a form of call and response singing that originates from the Indian tradition of bhakti yoga. Um, you don't need to have any particular practice or belief system to sing along, have fun, and to have a really deep experience through this practice. So if you're in the area, please come on over. Um, for more info, you can go to elkayoga.com, E-L-K-A yoga.com. Or call 1-619-762-YOGA. That is 619-762-9642. Hopefully I'm going to do some interviews out there as well to bring back some cool new content for the Leftscape as we enter our second year. So I'm looking forward to that. 
Reach out to me anytime at robinrene.com and you can find my Kirtan and my other original music on iTunes, CD Baby, Pandora, Spotify, and elsewhere around the web. See you soon. Well, happy anniversary, everybody. Yeah, we've been on the air for a year. I'm kind of amazed. <laughs> so am I. Yeah, we managed. <laughs> I feel like we've done a lot of work, but it went fast, you know? Yeah. And we strange. have done a lot of work, a lot of talking. And uh, I'm also really, um, I'm really uh, kind of, I don't know. I don't know what the word is. Uh, surprised, bemused, um, amused. I'm not sure. Uh, it's because our first show was about um, mine and Robin's separate trips to the David Bowie exhibit at the Brooklyn Museum. And we are now planning another trip to the Brooklyn Museum a year later for the the uh, Pride at 50 exhibit that will be there uh, in June. Um, I think it opens... I think it opens the first weekend in June and it's running uh, for a few months, but I'm hoping that, that we can actually go together and maybe record something there. I don't know. It would be great uh, to record <laughs> from there. I would love that. Yeah. 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 I like that. So let's, let's plan it. Yes. All right. That yeah. will be, that will come up later this summer. Um, <laughs> but I, I find, I find that, um, you know, circling back, to that particular museum, even though it's kind of a pain in the butt to get there, is really interesting. I mean, it's a pain in the butt for us to get there because it's in Brooklyn and we're in New Jersey and public transportation is not um, direct or convenient. Last time I went, actually, we uh, got a group of us and, and Ubered there, which is... Oh, okay. Ubered from thing? where? Um, North Jersey, somewhere. Oh, mm-hmm. that, so. that must have been an expensive Uber. Not, well, but if you... Bring a bunch of, if you bring a crowd, it's not as yeah, terrible. So. I, you know, when I went, I, we went with, uh, with Rich and, and Ariel and, and her, her, no, they weren't married yet, her fiance. <laughs> and, uh, and then we met up with his parents and stuff later on. But, uh, so did yeah, we, drive we, drove, or? we drove in, which was kind of a pain in the butt, but it, with four, with four people, it's cheaper than public transportation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With the tolls. So. Yeah, it depends on how many people are going, and then it's like cheaper to drive as opposed to taking public transportation. But we'll anyway, we're we're unbusting the myth that Jersey traffic sucks. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not just Jersey; not, it's New York. Yeah, it's New York too. So anyway, I'm just because we kind of we have to get through Manhattan in order to get into uh, that's true Brooklyn. Yeah, yeah. Either go there. Well, you have to. You have to go through either Manhattan or Staten Island, one or the other. Right, right. It's, Ooh, maybe let's go to Staten Island and then take the ferry. <laughs> let's take the <this> conversation <laughs> offline. Yes, really. <laughs> so I'm interested in people's um, thoughts about the year, what we've done, what we could do better. Any episodes that you know that really strike you. Anything like that? Oh, I don't think we could do anything better. I think we're fantastic. Oh, sure. Okay. <laughs> and I think we should leave it up to everybody else to tell us how bad we are. <laughs> um, I don't want to give them the opening. Thanks. They could tell us how great we are. I don't want to. I don't want to hear people's 
unfounded critiques. If it's, po- I, if, it's, if it's a legitimate critique, I'm willing to hear it, but I'm not, I'm not, I'm not into yeah. the whole Al- troll thing. Alan's yeah. grandmother, who spoke very broken English, used to always say, don't put yourself down, let other people do it. <laughs> yeah, I do. I don't. I think I, I think I'm somewhere in the middle ground of both of those opinions because I really am interested in self-reflection. You know, mm-hmm. I want to look at what what we've got happening and what can be better, what can be stronger, what's not, what could grow. You know, because mm-hmm. I think that's how you that's how you expand and how you grow. I mean, one of the episodes I really liked was, I mean, some of the conversations I've done a lot of interviews and. I really like talking to John Cecil Price. That was episode 33. Uh-huh. And it was called Opinionated, the Cultural Activism of John Cecil Price. And I think, he, you know, one of the things I like about him is that he is opinionated. He will, what did he call himself? He, he calls himself a loudmouthed, opinionated huckster of unpopular thought. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, you know, I mean, a lot of times I'll read what he writes and he, I, I understand his politics and I you know, sometimes agree with his musical taste. Sometimes I vehemently disagree, but, but, you know, he can piss me off. And I also really love him. And he's, and he is, um, someone dedicated to political progress and, and love and, and, and a lot of really powerful stuff and creates just a creative off of the scales, you know? Um, I kind of like a person who takes chances like that. Yeah. It's something. brave. Yeah, it really is, and I and um, so that conversation I found to be really cool, really cool. And also, yeah. Ray Cornwall uh, was fun talking to him. Uh, Women doing stuff, which was episode thirty-seven, and he um, just I learned a lot about comics, and I learned a lot about the world of Comics Gate, which is a didn't not, he get into it, trouble? Yeah, there's some someone some people have been trolling him a bit. He, he said it's because. Because he used the word comics gate. Yeah. 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 And that, that brings out the troll. And I probably shouldn't have said that. I'm looking behind me now. You can't see that. But, <laughs> but yeah, there's there is a there's a an online price you pay for standing up to trolls. Hmm. And that and I hate that. I hate that that's the way the internet is. Hmm. Um and uh and I hope uh I hope he's uh okay yeah he seems okay he said it's you know knock on wood it's not been terrible there's been some stupid stuff said there's someone started a mock uh twitter account so if you get if you get any message from ray cornball that is not ray cornball (laughs) (laughs) but wait a second he got into trouble because of this interview well no he speaks very openly about Uh, um, in general general. so that was just part of you know part of his um, being, being honest about saying that like women and trans people and people of color and all have a place in comics and fuck anybody who disagrees yeah. with hmm. that. Yes, and and the minute you start saying that, it's like the the dude bros come out in force and uh, and fuck with you. I mean, it it's like it. I mean, he at least. I know that there have been women who have been driven offline and some of them have had to move because of Comicsgate. So, you know, um, and, and that, 
I get sometimes a little paranoid about being a woman who has an opinion online. Um, and I would like to be braver, but I don't know if I'm going to be. Have you had any trouble so far? No, but you know, we're not what you would call famous or, you know, if we started hashtagging everything with the stuff that the trolls are looking for, then they would find us. And, uh, you know, I, my life is very open online and I can be found pretty easily. And that's kind of scary. And maybe I need to do something about that, I mean, but I don't you know. shouldn't say that. <laughs> well, I'm see, this is, the, this is the challenge, you know, because I think that if I had, well, I don't know. I mean, one of the th things that I think about our show, which, and I, I really am enjoying it, you know, but I kind of want more honesty from mm -hmm. all of us. And, and mm -hmm. that's something that I, I think we hit at points and it's, it's powerful and it's, it feels important. It feels, um, authentic, you know, and the times that we do that, I say, I think are the times I'd love best. And I also understand why people are afraid to show up kind of in life and also on online life in particular. Mm -hmm. But I think it's what makes it makes something matter, you know. Right. So. Well, it's you know my my personal accounts are pretty not public. I mean, my Instagram is, but um, that's because it's for business. Mm -hmm. But I have you know I keep my private stuff friends only, and and uh, because I don't need random strangers demanding my time or research. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I talk, I get, I get involved in conversations now on other people's timelines that are public and, and then somebody, you know, will demand, you know, where's your statistics for this statement and where's your this and where's your then? And I'm thinking to myself, I do not owe you my time to do your research for you. I mean, sure. like my, my first rebuttal comment, my first sentence was do your research. And then mm -hmm. I said a bunch of things and then he's saying, well, where's your, where's the proof? Blah, 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 blah. And it's like, I'm just didn't even answer because like, fuck you. Sure. No. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, no, no one's under obligation to, um, reveal their, pro whatever. I mean, whatever you want to keep private, it can be private. And certainly or, I don't yeah. have a lot of energy to, I, this is one of the things that I definitely stopped doing, um, this year is really engaging in online where people are constantly arguing. I don't want to be part of that, actually. You know, it's, I, I like to have um, a gauge on what's happening generally in sort of the, the, the broad strokes of the, the topics I'm interested in. And if there's like a debate, I, I'd like to know about it. But in terms of being in the midst of that and getting you know, yelled at by people, and I'm not, I'm not terribly interested in that. Yeah, and I'm usually not, but it was this week. It was abortion and that one. Yeah. Yeah, that will make me that will make me roll up my sweet sleeves and wade in right. to online arguments that no one's going to ever change anybody's mind or win with. So did I, you, you know. do that? Oh, yeah, I've been doing that all week. <laughs> it's one of the stupid things I've been doing just because I'm so angry all the time. It's like, mm. you know, I and I don't want to beat that horse to death on in this particular segment because we're not talking about that now but yeah. uh, you know 
Yeah. Um, uh, let's talk about things we could do better is that I kind of felt like part of the reason for doing this was to not be angry all the time to or to figure out a way to deal with it, you know, to somehow let that steam out and find a way of dealing with the bottled up anger. Mm-hmm. So, so have we accomplished that or what can we do better about that? I guess we have to look more into self-care. Maybe. Um, I mean, the reasons I'm angry have nothing to do with the three of us. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's I, I'm angry about the state of the world. Um, and, you know, I watched that that show, The Good Fight, that you recommended. And, and the first two seasons were quite the cathartic uh, release. The third season was kind of getting me mad again. <laughs> so I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I for me, doing a show that where we talk about politics, um, yeah, a lot of the things that are happening are enraging. But I, I think that just, at least for me, by giving voice to it, that helps because I don't feel, I mean, sometimes I feel helpless in terms of like, I can't, go to Washington and snap my fingers and change everything, you know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but I can create spaces where people are, um, where people have the opportunity to be themselves more fully, where people can, you know, even if it's just, you know, I'm going to be at the, uh, with people making posters for the, the, for pride in Philadelphia to march with the bi folks or something like that. It's like doing even little things to make something space. constructive something constructive and i think mm-hmm. that we help people know about things that are happening that are constructive we can um talk to people and get thought out into the world that is doesn't get as much um an audience as as other thoughts do or or whatever i mean that's that's what i think is good about what we do and what we can do more of you know um, so I don't know if it helps me be less angry. I, it, it is, a, it's an outlet for something that I think helps us. Um, but I think has a potential to help people. And I, yeah, that's I'm the thing is that. too, that I was feeling was it's not just for us to not to let out and, and be less angry, but it also find a way for, for people listening to, let out steam and be less yeah. angry or find some constructive conduit for their anger, the energy in their anger. That was, I thought the whole reason behind us, you know, starting our um, several recurring features. I don't even know what to call them, like the blanket fort. Uh-huh. That's kinda, that was yeah. my whole yeah. reason. Yeah. Well, I that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I, I also am really digging the, why is this awesome? Uh, segments that we do occasionally because I get to I get to fly my geek flag a little more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and at least also talking about I'm flying that, fly that flag all day every day, but you know, <laughs> not always on the podcast. But you know, um, so so I appreciate those. I I kind of and and I've been enjoying the myth busting. I mean, we need to we need more myths to bust, <laughs> right? <Yeah. laughs> those are fun. Those are fun. Yeah. I, yeah, I guess I really like a mix of things because, you know, myth busting is, is fun. And I like some of the sillier news items that we come up with and things like that. But I think for like, you know, I mentioned some episodes that I liked as as episodes, as like our overall 
creations, I guess, in those interviews that I did. But um, personally, the big and scary episode was mm-hmm. kind of the most important I, for me this year, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, episode 42, because I, it was really when I hit a, I hit a wall and it's like, I can't go forward unless I address these issues in some way. And that was when I was talking about the, um, my discomfort with the left's um, closing down of, of the ability to express and, and um, kind of a, a very insular politics that can happen that I think is damaging. And, and um, it's really scary to talk about. And I, even in moments where I've mentioned a few critiques online on Twitter in particular, yeah, some of the weird really right-leaning trolls came out to like encourage me in a way that was really creepy to me because I don't, that's not where I'm going with this, <laughs> you know? And it's almost like if you, I felt like if I, if you bring an opening to like maybe everything that left-leaning politics espouse are not, is not perfect, then suddenly then you're part of the other side or the other, I don't know. Yeah. It's like this weird. You're doing yeah. purity tests that everything. Yeah. And I'm not yeah. seeing that getting any better out in the world. It's, I kind of think it's getting worse in some ways. I, I, you know, I think there are a lot of people who have more nuance and that I think is, that's kind of my mission right now. And I think it's sort of the thing that I found around that time is that, um, it's important to me to have those conversations and it, and it will be scary and it will attract attention from people. I'd rather not have attention from, I think. Um, Trolls being encouraging is never a good sign. Well, say more would like, is not a good sign that in terms of like I'm on the wrong track or that it, 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 um, it's scary. Well, yeah, it's scary. Yeah, it was scary. Because I just had never, I don't see that part of the internet. Like I think some people dwell there and they're mm-hmm. always kind of in a constant battle with people who are trolling and, and, and kind of negative. And I don't really live in that particular segment of the internet. So it was weird to see, to start to see little bits of it and, you know, be able to follow and go, okay, this is where this, this is what people talk about, you know, <laughs> and where that happens. Um, so, you know, finding ways to express these things in a way that's most constructive because I don't want to get caught in that sort of uh, rabbit hole, as they say. Mm. No, but, um, no, it's not a not a fun place to dwell. Yeah, I mean that keeps me off of Reddit, for example. Uh, yeah, know. I've never, I've not really read. Yeah, it, it's so. when I was when I was having my Kickstarter for those postcards, I posted something on Reddit, and within five minutes, it's like the jerks started showing up. So I just said, fuck it and took the post down. And I don't need this. Yeah. But it's good that we get to create our world here. And I think we're doing good job. I mean, I I would like, I would like to get more diverse uh, people to interview across the spectrum. And I think that takes some, you know, it takes, it takes conscious, conscious effort to make that happen. And so that's one of the things I'm going to be working on. Mm. Next year, for sure. Yeah. I liked being introduced to She-Ra. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. That was a good conversation. Mm-hmm. 
It yeah. was. I, I, it, it was also, I mean, that's one of the things, um, and it's not just on the podcast, but in general, I'm, I'm kind of, it's, I'm more of a trying to learn how to be a better ally, you know, and, and I'm still, I'm still trying to wrap my brain and we probably need a, to have a show about this, but I'm, I have to figure out who, who would be a good person to have for interviewing, um, talking about how, how white people can decolonize the, you know, to, to, cause that's supposed to, I mean, I'm hearing, I'm hearing from, from, from the marginalized groups that I travel among online that, that as a white ally, I'm supposed to be decolonizing something like the world or my So that of, means leaving? No, I hope not. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, well, I'm not. What do they mean ready. by decolonize? That's what I'm trying to figure out. I'm oh. still, I'm still learning about this. Um, and I think it has to do, it has to do with, with how, how you treat um, specifically like indigenous groups and it has to do with, uh, cultural appropriation and it has to do with, um, a lot of other things. I'm not, I'm, I haven't, I haven't absorbed the teaching as, you know, in to the point where I can explain it to somebody else. So, um, so it's like, this is, this is kind of my job in, in my third act is to learn how to do this and to actually do it. Um, and, and right now I'm mostly listening and asking stupid questions, um, in various fora online. And, and I appreciate those who are, are patient enough to like explain shit to me and, um, and, you know, point me to readings and doing my own research, Mm -hmm. which I am lax I'm, I'm being lax on that. I guess that's step one is to do my own fucking research and not expect people to explain this all to me. So mm. that's my step one, but that's, it, it's, that's my journey. And, um, and it's, you know, and I have to, and it's, it's the other thing. It's like when, when you're sitting there listening to these people and, you're looking at like the statistics, like the white women, white women voted Trump into office, you know, and, and white women voted K Ivy into office. And it's, you know, and I, and I'm a white woman for now. And, and I probably will always be, um, unless they really are going to be rounding up Jews or people who are genetically Jewish. So I have to kind of just, you know, suck up that fact that, that the demographic that I am associated with are doing these horrible, horrible things. And I don't know how to change them. Um, and that's, so I'm, I'm like sitting and listening and I, and I am trying to do that. And I know on this podcast, I talk a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, but you work, you work things out it out loud and i think that okay. that's true i do i do work things out out loud yeah and i think that that's that's really good work and um one it's interesting because i think i have somewhat of a 
well, obviously, you know, a different perspective from the, the issue. But one of the things that's happened for me during the show is that I've, I've really understood what white feminism is, like in, in my deeper <laughs> understanding of it, because I the, honestly, it, you know, I have had trouble. Um, I don't know a lot of people who would vote for Trump, you know what I mean? Like I live in, I live in a pretty curated world of, um, I don't, I don't, I don't have a, uh, immediate suspicion of all white people in a lot of, in a way that a lot of black people who are, um, feel more of a separation. Like my life has not been separated from by race terribly mm-hmm. much, you know, but I have just in in the past year really come to understand like the and to see the blind spots of a lot of standard feminism and it can be enraging and it can be uh, frustrating. And and that's part of the, the language is, is a little bit of the problem because you said standard feminism and you're making that you're equating that with white feminism. Right. Yeah. And that, that's what do that. It's not. I don't want it to be. Right. I don't want it to be either, but I think that that's what, like, the de- well, the default is equals white, and that's what is the problem in our culture, right? You know? Yeah. And, and I, I think that I was more acquainted with people with a, a more diverse thinking pattern that were also feminists, you know? Mm-hmm. And, our, and so I've been encountering people who really don't have that going on. And now I'm like, oh, that's, that is the critique of feminism that a lot of people of color yeah. have been making that I, I didn't necessarily, I wasn't necessarily part of those circles to see what specifically people meant. And I really mm-hmm. get it now. And so I really, I think it's, it is very much good work to, um, to, to, to unravel that. Yeah. You know, and the, the She-Ra episode was a really good way to to sort of start that conversation. You know? I, I'm I'm actually I'm really amazed that it's you know a a cartoon targeted at young women or young or girls that you know that is bringing up this subject. I'm 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 very uh, I'm very thrilled that that it is, and I'm hoping that that when people do watch this show that the kids are watching with their parents and it actually makes the grownups think a little bit too, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and I hope, and I'm hoping that, that it, uh, we'll have to see how the, how the show actually, you know, <laughs> turns out, but, uh, I hope it's, I hope it's going to give the new generation of women, um, a better perspective on how to handle things going forward. So more, more, better. We can, I think I'm happy to keep moving with our show and uh, see where we go yeah. next and to direct it into some, some powerful places, I hope. Well, we talked a lot this episode, <laughs> and um, I wanted to do a blanket fort segment about workshops that really um, are healing and important for me, specifically um, body positive and sex positive workshops and spaces. And so I'm going to 
think about that and bring that to you on an episode soon. I can't wait to hear about it. Yeah, I want to hear that too. You've been listening to the Leftscape podcast. Find us online at leftscape.com, on Twitter at Leftscape, and on Facebook at Leftscape. The Leftscape, the shape of progressive conversation.